Section 31 of The Age of the Condottieri by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 14 The Fall of Florence, Part 1. We must now return to Florence, which will remain the centre of our narrative until we have traced the first subjection of Italy to its close. The news of the sack of Rome reached Florence on May 12th. The enemies of the Medici, who were called at this time the Libertini, thought that the time had come for them to throw off the yoke. Niccolo, the son of Piero Capponi, a man of high position in the state, respected by all the citizens for his integrity and moderation, and for the services rendered to the state by his great ancestor, placed himself at their head. One of the most prominent citizens of Florence at this time was Filippo Strozzi, a man of great wealth and great authority. He had married Clarice de' Medici, the sister of Lorenzo, Duke of Urbino, and was therefore regarded as being in a certain sense a member of that house. Passerini, Cardinal of Cortona, had been appointed governor of Florence in 1524 by Pope Clement VII. The most determined of the partisans of the Medici now urged him to act with vigor in repressing the popular movement, but he showed an entire want of courage and resolution. He hovered between the different plans proposed to him, and he was at length induced to consent to the summoning of a pratica, or an informal assembly of citizens to consider the condition of the state. The pratica discussed the reopening of the great council, the creation of a balia, or committee of twenty citizens for the reform of the constitution, and the setting up of a council of a hundred and twenty persons. It was understood that Ippolito and Alessandro de' Medici should leave the city. Alessandro, the mulatto, and Ippolito, the son of Giuliano, Duke of Namur, then a youth of eighteen. Filippo Strozzi was sent to the young princes to tell them that they must go and deliver up the fortresses. His manner was stern and severe, and his orders were enforced by the violence of his wife, who poured the vials of her scorn upon Ippolito and Alessandro, whom she regarded as unworthy scions of her illustrious house. The cardinal agreed to do everything that Strozzi desired, provided the lives of the young men were safe. Passerini and the two Medici left the city on May 17th, accompanied by Strozzi and others representing the Balia. He had orders to follow them to Pisa in order to secure the surrender of the fortress of that city, as well as the citadel of Ligorne. But at Pisa they contrived to elude the guard of Strozzi, and escaped to Lucca in safety without having surrendered the fortresses. This cast a great slur on the reputation of Filippo Strozzi, he became an object of suspicion to the popular government. He left Florence to take refuge at Lyon. He abandoned politics and made peace with the Pope. After the departure of the Medici, Florence was in the greatest confusion, being torn asunder by opposing factions. These were the moderate Ottimati, the supporters of a tempered aristocracy, the Arabiati, who were strong Democrats, and the Parta Palesca, which consisted of the open and secret partisans of the Medici. For the moment, the Ottimati triumphed. They saved the town from disorder and confusion and set to work to reconstruct the government. 
the arms and ensigns of the pope were pulled down and the ancient giglio or lily of popular liberty set up in their place the otto di balia were put an end to and the balia dissolved itself on may twenty first a great council of the citizens was summoned in the hall of the palazzo vecchio which was attended by twenty-five hundred persons not only the hall itself but also the staircases were crowded no such sight had been seen since the days of savonarola a constitution was formed which seemed likely to preserve the liberties of the state a council called the ten of liberty and peace dieci di libertà e pace was created and the council of eighty was reinstituted it was determined that the standard-bearer should remain in office thirteen months and should be elected by the great council Niccolo Caponi was appointed to the office. A quarantia, or judicial board of forty, was established in imitation of the similar institution at Venice. The news of the capture of Rome was received with rejoicing in Germany, but with different feelings in England and France, who were afraid of the exaggerated power of Charles. With these sentiments, Henry and Francis signed a treaty at Westminster with the object of setting the Pope free a french army under odette de foix lord of lautrec marshal of france crossed the alps at the end of july and in august fifteen twenty seven a league was formed between france england venice florence and sforza of milan we now see the beginning of the policy which afterwards induced henry to divorce catherine of aragon in order to free himself completely from spain charles might have made whatever terms he pleased with the pope he was tempted at one time to have destroyed the temporal power for ever but he shrank from so strong a step it is possible that to have established a spanish dynasty of italian kings with rome for their capital might have anticipated the work of many years but the time was not ripe for it and it is probable that it could not have come to pass in any other epoch but our own on december eighth fifteen twenty seven the pope escaped from confinement and fled to orvieto while he thanked charles for being allowed to exist as a monarch his eyes naturally turned toward francis florence was not altogether at peace caponi had many enemies and the memory of recent woes and the revival of the great council induced the remains of the piagnoni to recall the memory of savonarola the monks of st mark aimed at a religious revival this would have added strength to the turbulent faction of the arabiati but caponi ruled with moderation and kept both the contending parties in check the piagnoni however succeeded in proclaiming christ the king of florence at the same time the city made preparations for the coming war the bande nere the black bands which had once obeyed giovanni de medici were now reorganized by Orazio Balioni. On January 28, 1528, the War of the League against the Emperor was solemnly proclaimed. Lautrec determined to avoid the territory of Rome, and marched, as so many previous invaders had done, through the great central valley of Italy to Naples. Balioni, to the misfortune of Florence, led his black bands through the Campagna of Rome and joined lautrec at lucera the imperial troops advanced southwards to oppose him 
carrying with them the corpse of the constable bourbon in a leaden coffin lautrec began the siege of naples on may first while clement began to approach rome moving from orvieto to viterbo from which place he dispatched cardinal campeggi as legate to england a memorable event in the history of our country italy was in a state of the deepest misery from one end of the peninsula to the other it was a battlefield for spaniards germans french and italians all the different powers were tearing clement asunder henry the eighth was suing for a divorce if the pope refused it he drove the king into the arms of luther if he granted it he offended the emperor the emperor's fleet was severely defeated by filippino doria off capo d'orso in the neighbourhood of sorrento moncara and cesare fiaramosca were killed but this victory proved the ruin of the french reinforcements were dispatched to the contending armies on either side francis bourbon lord of st paul led a large host in the pay of france and england while archduke ferdinand sent to the army of the emperor ten thousand infantry and six hundred horse under the command of henry of brunswick these armies engaged each other in the north of italy but worse than all andrea doria the great genoese admiral following the instincts of a condottiere abandoned the cause of the french and sent orders to his nephew filippino to desist from the siege of naples the army of lautrec was destroyed by pestilence of twenty-five thousand infantry there only remained four thousand of eight hundred men-at-arms only one hundred survived lautrec himself fell ill and died on august sixteenth baliano had died of a wound at capua the month before and was succeeded in the command of the black bands by ugo Pepoli. the germans said that the french had never had good fortune in naples and that the blood of conradin still cried aloud for vengeance in october genoa threw off the french yoke and elected as doge uberto cataneo this change of fortune in favour of the emperor induced the pope to make peace with him and on october sixth fifteen twenty eight he was able to return to his desolated capital it resembled the return of honorius after the destruction of rome by alaric out of the eighty-five thousand inhabitants which were numbered under leo x only thirty-two thousand now remained the pope now began to contrive vengeance against his persecutors he was specially enraged against florence which was still under the wise and moderate rule of caponi the arms of the medici had been pulled down and trampled in the dust his nephews had been insulted and the charge of bastardy which had been brought against them was equally valid against himself clement knew that the most acceptable bait which could be offered to the emperor was the reduction of florence caponi entered into negotiations with clement but the party of the ottimati was weak and that of the arabiati impetuous the correspondence was discovered and caponi was arrested and brought to trial his acquittal was complete even his enemies acknowledged the integrity of his mind and the purity of his intentions but he felt bound to retire from florence and sought rest in a quiet villa where he could meditate on the approaching ruin of his country 
the people thronged round him as he left the city full of sympathy and reverence for his character francesco caraducci a representative of the democratic party was elected gonfaloniere in his place End of section 31.